Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. This is part two of 2021 Best of and Unheard Bits, so far. Here you will listen to some of our favorite moments from the episodes that aired in 2021, plus some bits that didn't quite make the initial airing. Joining me tonight are Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Linda Landeros, Alyssa Jackson, David Kay, Gina Brown, Shireen Kassam, Devine Kerr, and Davin Rosenblatt. NASA landed the Perseverance rover on Mars, during which the engineers described it as seven minutes of terror, which is how I describe arriving in a town in which I'm performing that evening. <laughs> Perseverance, Endeavor, Atlantis. I like how these shuttles sound like they're named after gentlemen's clubs where these scientists tried and failed to bone a stripper. They showed footage of workers being applauded as they carried boxes of the new Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine to be shipped 
I think they should have gone hog wild with it and danced those boxes onto the delivery trucks to the theme of Soul Train while it was playing in the background. (laughs) Texas and Mississippi lifted COVID restrictions, including allowing 100% capacity in public facilities and the rescinding of wearing masks. When Joe Biden told world leaders, America is back, he meant back to the days before we knew anything about COVID. Joe Biden signed the COVID relief bill into law. With the speed of our current United States Postal Service, all eligible Americans will receive their stimulus checks by the time Tiffany Trump is sworn in as president in 2045. (laughs) Missouri Senator Roy Blunt is the latest senator to announce he's not seeking re-election. Five senators, all of them Republicans. I imagine if your seatmate is Josh Hawley, who looks like his only experience with Mr. Potato Head is using his needle dick to try to fuck the holes, that gives you the impetus to step down. Eric Chauvin, the police officer charged with murdering George Floyd, is going on trial. Even though he's been remanded to prison, like a police officer, he's still taking seriously his oath to serve and to protect his ass from taking multiple dicks at once. The U.S. Senate is looking to change the filibuster They want to make it so that in order to use it, a senator has to stand on the Senate floor and talk as long as they can manage. In response, Lindsey Graham said he would talk until he, quote, fell over. (laughs) Where is an understaffed Capitol Police force when you really need one? Speaking of Fox, they uploaded a video onto YouTube, which featured the title, Tucker investigates why Biden took a swipe at Russia, but not China. I investigated why Tucker didn't look at the video of Secretary of State Tony Blinken taking his Chinese counterpart to task during their meeting in Anchorage. It turns out it's because Tucker Carlson is a fucking idiot. (laughs) Investigation concluded. (laughs) We have Easter coming up. I never really understood why people, especially conservatives and fundamentalist Christians, were so excited about the Easter holiday. Then it dawned on me. I'm starting to think the only reason conservatives love Easter is because of their fascination with Jesus, who, of course, represents their favorite thing, a dead Middle Easterner. (laughs) They're going to fucking love that one. (laughs) Major League Baseball season is back. And like most pro sports, they've tried to stop the spread of COVID by doing away with the kiss cam, one of the few things not canceled by allegations of sexual assault. (laughs) It's April, which means it's International Guitar Month. It's the only month of the year where a bass player can actually get laid by his band's groupies. (laughs) It's also Autism Awareness Month. I know this because I've been reminded of it every day this month by the same person. (laughs) I received something uh, from a friend of mine who asked if I had gotten the vaccine. I said, no, I'm not in that particular group. And she suggested that uh, all I had to do was, in short, go to Pennsylvania, tell them I was a smoker. And because that would put me at a, a, at a health risk, I would get the vaccine. So yes. I, I, I quit smoking 15 years ago, but I thought, well, you know, that's another habit I can pick up. Now, what's gone on with us is I got the first shot, but it created some tension in my house because I qualified and my wife did not. And she was, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> so that was a little oh, awkward. Oh, she's mad. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. she was, she was definitely mad. mad. We are so pissed you won't even know. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, I don't have that. That's like when we bad. say it's fine. Yeah, that's it. When we say it's fine, you better run for the hills. Yeah, you go get it. It's fine. So I said, I won't get it. I'll wait for you, honey. And she said, No, go get it. So I did. And she said, That was fine. So <laughs> I've decided that I am going to get the shot probably in 2026 at this point. I even called my doctor and said, well, you know, hey, you know, Brad, my husband, I said, he's, he's got high blood pressure and I, I, um, I, I need to lose some weight. And she said, Michelle, you're healthy and you're too young. Deal with it. And I was like, you know, the only time in my life I'm desperate for a shot, you know? And while I'm happy for the people who are getting it, I got to tell you, it's really starting to tick me off when I'm looking on Facebook and people are like this. They're like holding up my glass. Hey, oh, I'm out on the back deck with my friend. Look, we can cough on each other. <coughs> Nothing. We're fine. And I am just sitting home thinking if I have to spend six more months in this house, I am going to completely lose my mind. So I'll chip in for the cigarettes. You chip right. in for the gas money and we'll just do a caravan to Pennsylvania. <laughs> I want to jump in on the COVID vaccine. I got a shot yesterday. <laughs> I'm not, I won't, I'm not going to post any deck pictures, drinking or bevving. But plus I'm only one I'm shot. Because my- I know you and I will be all over that shit. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, honestly, I don't. You stop bragging. I, I am stuck in the know. house. <laughs> I don't really want to see people anyway. I've loved this pandemic excuse. <laughs> but Gina, even though you and I have gotten the first shot, we won't cough on each other. We will not. We will maybe at the end of April, I'd be willing to cough on you if you'd be willing to cough on me. Ooh. And it took a kinky turn and it wasn't due to Tom. How did that happen? I'm losing my touch. Yeah, evidently so. So anyway, hello. <laughs> well, I'm excited to announce that I am fully microchipped as of Monday. Yeah. So very excited. Um, yeah, got shot number two. Uh, yeah, it was it was not bad. It um, felt a little bit like jet lag mixed with my entire skeleton hurt, but you know it was quicker and I'm sure a heck of a lot easier than whatever the full blown COVID is. So happy to have gotten it. I'd say the same. I'm the only person in Florida who's fully vaccinated. <laughs> nice. How did, how did you manage that? Did you contribute to Publix? <laughs> they were just throwing out <laughs> vaccines, and I was like. Nobody else wanted them down there, right? Exactly. Nobody else wanted them. At first they were like, no, you're brown. You can't get one yet. And then they were like, you know what? Nobody wants them so you can have them. (laughs) It went from you have to be like dying to get one to like the the whole state can get one because we have so many vaccines because nobody wants them. (laughs) Of course, it wouldn't be a convention packed with Trump supporters without a little disregard for health precautions. As we can see in this clip, where CPAC organizers remind the attendees of the venue's rules. Does the Bill of Rights matter? The First Amendment, it matters. We conservatives believe in the rule of law because we know that when (laughs) our rights are protected. That's why we're doing such a, a, a big effort at this CPAC to talk about the Bill of Rights. But I also want to mention one thing, and I know this might sound like a little bit of a downer, but we also believe in property rights, and this is a private hotel, and we believe in the rule of law, so we need to comply with the, the laws of this county that we're in. Um, but a private hotel, just like your house, gets to set its own rules. Carly, 
our CPAC director? Well, as Stan mentioned, we are in a private facility um, and we do want to be respectful of the um, ordinances that they have as their private property. So please, everyone, when you're in the ballroom, when you're seated, you should still be wearing a mask. So if everybody can go ahead, work on that. I know, I, I know it's, it's not the most fun. You, you have the right. You have the right to set the own rules in your own house, and we're borrowing somebody else's house. So we need to comply with our rules. The venue should just be thankful that the organizers didn't say, okay, the one thing they don't want us to do is take a dump on their floor. Then everybody just drops <laughs> trow and just drops a huge load. Unlike the Capitol, this is a hotel. Please do not smear your feces on the wall. <laughs> I love how he had to like preface the whole thing by saying, we are the party of the rule of law yeah. and we believe yeah. in law and order. Yes, sure. Yeah. Please don't spray graffiti on the whatever. Or spread feces. I think they needed just any regular old kindergarten teacher could have done a better job handling that crowd because that's what they're dealing with. They're dealing with children who boo when you say, put a mask on, you're sitting next to somebody. We're in somebody else's house. <laughs> and their rules are that you have to take your shoes off. I'm sorry. Yeah, the yeah. two of them up there was like um, being in a comedy club where they're playing at the Super Bowl uh, right before the show starts. And the show starts at 8.30. And uh, there's like a minute and a half left in the game. The losing team is just about to score. And everybody is in, in the the Super Bowl's being held in the city where the comedy club is, you know, and it's their home team. And they're like, okay, we're going to turn the game off now. Like, no, you're not. That happens all the time in Pittsburgh. If there's a Penguins game playing and the comedy show's about to start and they're like, well, we're going to turn the TV off. And they're like, no, you're not. Hell you are. <laughs> We ain't putting the masks on. <laughs> we don't care about no hotel. Lest you forget that the Senate was supposed to do anything other than an impeachment trial or agree to a power sharing agreement, despite voters deciding they wanted the Democrats to control the upper chamber of Congress. The start of this week saw the confirmation hearings of Joe Biden's pick for attorney general, Merrick Garland, who is widely expected to be confirmed despite failed attempts at gotcha questions like these from Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. But I want to ask you about this concept of implicit bias. Oh. Does that mean I'm a racist no matter yes. what I do or what I think? I'm a racist, but I don't know I'm a racist? Okay, the, the label racist is not one that I would apply uh, like that. Implicit bias just means that every human being has biases. That's part of what it means to be a human being. And the point of uh, examining our implicit biases is to bring our conscious mind up to our unconscious mind and to, 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 to know when we're behaving in a stereotyped way. How about if you say that America has racists in it just like everybody else? Does that just like everywhere else? Does that make America systemically racist? I, I think... Uh, I, 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 I don't want to waste your time because I think this is what I said before. 
Um, what I mean by systemic uh, racism is the patterns of uh, uh, discrimination and disparate treatment uh, across the country. It doesn't mean that any particular individual is a racist. Judge, I'm in big trouble. I've gone way over. Oh. To me, the Louisiana John Kennedy uh, looks and sounds like President John Kennedy if he'd survived the assassination. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure if the screen oh, was at that last part. He was just like... <laughs> Like just, it reminded me of. Um, he reminds me of. Uh, oh my God, I'm Kevin from The Office. It almost looked like he was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we talk about how patient those answers were? I, as somebody who has, you know, I'm a teacher. I try to explain things, and bless that man for how just. I, I mean, he. How do you how do you explain? I mean, he was so patient. Just you know, he says, "I I think I already said that." He's you know really just. I thought he did an excellent job of dealing with a completely ridiculous line of questioning. And the way he said, "I don't want to waste your time," as a which is, and he's perhaps was thinking, "I don't want to waste anybody else's time any longer." But he phrased it so politely. That's a good point. Such a measured response. That's right. Merrick Garland is that one teacher who really insists there's no such thing as a stupid question, even though there clearly is. Right. I just want to go. I just want to go back to Tom's comment because this is about the fifteenth podcast we've done with him, and I I felt like a body blow after Tom said this John Kennedy looks like President John Kennedy if he survived the assassination attempt. That may have, you may have outdone yourself, Tom. <laughs> well, this is only the 15th episode, so I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> I'm just so, finding my podcast legs. <laughs> so are you saying we should look at the back of Senator John Kennedy's head to see what color it is? Or to see if there's anything leaking out that you can go ahead oh, and put back in to make, it, to make him think properly. Oh, God. It's like a weekend at Bernie situation here, or? <laughs> When an effort to try and curb violence in this country fails, it's usually everyone blaming the whole of government while saying both sides suck and can't work together. In this case, it's only partially true, as both sides of the Republican Party are at war with trying to see who can bury their head in the sand the fastest. And while we're at it, we'll also blame Ted Cruz and his logic-defying rationalizations, as we can see in this clip from a Senate committee hearing. Senator from Connecticut just said, time for us to do something. I agree. It is time for us to do something. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. Senator from Connecticut just said the folks on the other side of the aisle have no solutions. Well, the senator from Connecticut knows that is false. I agree it's a time for actions. And by the way, I don't apologize for thoughts or prayers. I will lift up in prayer people who are hurting. And I believe in the power of prayer. And the contempt of Democrats for prayers is an odd sociological thing. And yet, when I try to start a prayer chain to get Ted Cruz's plane to fall out of the sky on his way back from Cancun, I'm a horrible person. There's just no pleasing some people. You know, he talks about uh, ridiculous theater, and he's the lead actor. But what you have there is him making fun of Senator Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, where Sandy Hook 
took place. And Senator Murphy said that he, all the Republicans do is offer thoughts and prayers. And he turns it around, says, I'm not going to apologize for praying. And then he says, the Democrats know that the Republicans also have solutions. Their solution is not to have a solution. The solution is to more people have guns. Yeah, why change laws that will change nothing? We should pray instead. You know? Right. That's what he just said, right? Right. That's exactly it. What? That's that's it to me. What? Why should we change anything? That's our solution. We should ask. We should pray more. When he turns it around and says, "Yeah, I'm not going to apologize for prayers, and I believe in the power of prayer," Democrats aren't denigrating prayer. They're denigrating inaction. And so, when all you offer is thoughts and prayers, that's where the problem is. Exactly. If there is one area to which people in power have become adept, it is dividing working Americans on the lower end of the economic spectrum between those who want a higher wage and those who have been hoodwinked into thinking everybody making more money seems to mean they will somehow get less. This Civil War-style conflict between various members of the struggling classes plays out in all kinds of instances, such as this, where an employee of a used car lot berates a pizza delivery driver for what may have been a simple misunderstanding. It all started when Jared Tanzi from Palace Pizza <laughs> delivered an order to FNR Auto Sales in Westport, Massachusetts. So follow the math. The total pizza bill was $42. The used car employees chipped in and gave Jared the delivery guy a total of 50 bucks. Two 20s and two fives, which means $7 left over. Jared leaves with a 50. There's disagreement about whether he said anything about keeping the change before he took off. The car lot people complained to Palace Pizza's manager. Jared comes back to return the seven bucks recorded by a camera in the car lot office. It just doesn't make sense how you, why you would hand me a bill that you were just going to have me drive back here to give you back anyway. The man behind the desk explains he gave Jared all the money the group had collected and expected to get back the correct change. The manager apologized once for you. You want to apologize again for you? It's okay, you got your, your seven dollars back, so the world is right now. Oh no, it wasn't. Hey, I'll the door before I put my foot in your ass. I'll <laughs> Someone posted the video, it went viral, the insults flew. Scummy, nasty people. FNR Auto Sales was bombarded with terrible reviews. Do you or someone you know want to be treated like crap? <laughs> the comments got so bad the car lot called police. By Thursday afternoon, the owner of FNR Auto Sales had publicly apologized for the actions that led to this embarrassing video. The owner offers an unspecified cash donation to the delivery man. He says the man in the blue shirt was not actually an employee and that the female employee has been fired. But will all that counteract the video? Get the f***ing owner and the manager on the phone. I want that motherf***ing job. Supporters of the delivery guy even set up a GoFundMe account for Jared. It raised thousands, much of it in donations of $7, the amount of the non-tip, wrote one supporter, once I messed with a pizza guy, haven't sold a car since. <laughs> and once they once they posted that review, do you want to be treated like crap, then this is the place for you. They were on the receiving end of a class action lawsuit by every single dominatrix in that county. Oh my god. <laughs> well, wait. I should died. say I should say for legal purposes that didn't actually happen. Yet. 
I just want to point something out. Having been in honors math in high school. Show off. Um, wow. Yeah, thank you. Um, wow. I know. It's gone now. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, it has leaked out my ears. I, I, oh, well, I, now you're on Tom Meyer's podcast, so it worked. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Um, it's just scraping so, the bottom at this the point. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> so, um, if you noticed the uh, announcer, you know, the on-air personality, originally said that the pizza bill was $42. Mm-hmm. And they gave him 50 mm-hmm. which was leaving a $7 tip. But where did the other dollar go? <laughs> I don't know. Car dealership, so that yeah. went to rust proofing the pizza box. <laughs> right. I mean, geez a whiz, you know, when when we've ordered carryout now, whether we do curbside or my husband picks it up or we get it delivered, we always over tip. You yeah. know why? Because we're not going anywhere right. and we're not doing anything. Yeah. And if somebody else has been risking his or her life, I mean, technically speaking, you know. Um, to come out and do that and deal with a lot of people who act like assholes, you know, they should get, they should get extra money. They absolutely should. Pandemic first hit and I lost everything. I was delivering. I was your person delivering the stories that I have from that with the, the driving all over the place with the zero tips, zero sometimes. That's crazy. (laughs) Unreal. And, but it gave me an appreciation. I mean, I've always been an over tipper, but it gave me an appreciation for the service industry. So, you know, there's something I came out on the other side and now I have stories. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully when this is over, uh, after Michelle gets the vaccine and after Tom returns from from Pennsylvania, uh, (laughs) we can uh, remember this when we greet our wait staff. Yeah. Restaurants and bars. As more details of those responsible with storming the Capitol on January 6th come out, we can see that they have a lot of practice making themselves look like deplorable idiots on social media. In this YouTube documentary released a couple of years before the election, we are introduced to one of the future insurrectionists who went simply by his own unique and therefore stupid nickname. Charlie Donahoe, better known as Yut Yut, who was named after his grandfather who's not named yet yet. I didn't know who he was at first, or quite honestly, I didn't know what what he was saying half the time. Everybody knows me, yut yut. Everybody anywhere that's gonna see and hear yut yut, if it goes biblical, like yut yut does, then I guess I'll lose my top secret clearance, but fuck it, I don't give a fuck about this yet. I am named after my grandfather. His name is not Yut Yut, so that makes no sense, but whatever. The only things that I care about are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And anyone that doesn't agree with that is a traitor, and they deserve a traitor's death. So fuck them, fuck all that shit. You can edit that shit out, whatever. I'm not specifically the best person to actually be talking because I'm a degenerate ass motherfucker and sometimes I say a bunch of shit that doesn't matter. I love America and I'm 
always about America, no matter what the fuck America is about, even if a bunch of traitors take over, because then at least I can kill the traitors. And I don't know what else more to say. To me, Yut Yut seems like the kind of sage that you'd find when you reach the top of the mountain. But when you start to ask him for advice, he's just returned from his third trip from the liquor store. (laughs) The pursuit of happiness. Get all the traitors out of your life. They need to die and fuck them. I'm not the right sage to be asking these questions right now because I'm fucking wasted. He's he's Yut Yut is the dumb duck dynasty guy. So he's, he's the dumb one. He's the dumb one. Yut Yut is the dumb one. Yut Yut failed the duck dynasty audition. I mean, what what am I supposed to do with that, Tom? I mean, re- really, how am I supposed to defend that? You 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 pull up the biggest inbred ginger on the internet after I just defend. Uh, there's nothing I could do. All right, I fold. All right, there are a bunch of morons. I'm going home. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> Before we go, my final thought. Seeing as so many Republicans associate with Trump even after the insurrection isn't so much demoralizing as it is disturbing. One by one, Republican senators and members of Congress are making the quick conversion from being outraged over the insurrection to going back to brainwashed cult member status in order to keep their free parking at Ronald Reagan Airport, named after a president who, if my prayers will ever be answered, will ensure that his ghost causes a sudden collapse of the parking garage as each of the Trump-supporting senators arrive to cast votes to not move the country forward, but to take the country back to the days when the movie Pride of the Nation was all the rage. Could you imagine all the hero worship that would take place around that film with the 21st century means we have to idolize characters in films? When the Star Wars prequels came out, everyone wanted to dress like Luke Skywalker or Chewbacca. Imagine cosplaying to Pride of the Nation. Stores would suddenly have a run on white bed sheets, wine corks, and black shoe polish. So what's more offensive? That or the idea of Ronald Reagan's ghost causing his parking lot to crush Lindsey Graham. <laughs> the image that the media is putting in our heads is that these Republicans have been going down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss Trump's ring. I know they mean that in the figurative sense, but what if there's a literal sense? Not some ring that he took from some family he evicted from one of his properties. Not even a twist tie that Ivanka made for him when she was in second grade, of which he gets off because it still smells like her perfume. I mean, of course, his anorectal ring. Maybe that was what you all didn't see during the CPAC festivities. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Ron DeSantis, all of them. Prior to their speeches, they get a little pep talk from the recently disgraced one-term president before they suckle on his asshole like newborn kittens getting milk from their mother. But despite their opposition to homosexuality, they don't see this practice as gay. No, they see it as a contractual obligation, even a spiritual conquest. They say to themselves, it's not a violation of God's law if it's for President Trump. God understands. God knows their children will need to be appointed to corporate boards because they have no skill other than coping with the trauma of watching their daddy give a rim job to the 45th president of the United States. Good night. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Jeff Heisen, Abby Mello, Michelle Wojcikowski, Linda Landeros, Alyssa Jackson, David Kay, Gina Brown, Shireen Kassam, Devine Kerr, and Davin Rosenblatt. Special thanks to Danny Romanelli. 
Theme music by Euron Vandenberg. Executive producer, Tom Myers. Executive producer for IPM Nation, Matt Connerton. For more information, visit tommyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.